So we've got these 66 books written by over 40 authors over thousands of years. Thank you, Chuck Missler, for that and instilling that in my brain. But between these two covers and throughout these 66 books, and all the thousands and uh, probably millions of words that are written, is this all there is or is there more? Let's talk about it. All right, well, first of all, I want to make it clear that everything that we're going to be talking about in There's More um, is contained in the Word of God. It is contained within these 66 books and 40 authors, over 40 authors. It's going to be contained in that. It's not going to go out, you know, we're not going to explore the Book of Mormon, uh, the Quran, any, no other writings, no other uh, language, <laughs> you know, uh, or thoughts or philosophies or anything else. We're not, going to, we're not going to discuss any of that. What we're going to discuss is, is what I believe uh, the more of God um, that we're totally, we're, we're, we're always uh, coming to understand. There's always something new being revealed about the Father. There's always something new being revealed about Jesus. It's, a, it's a, just a constant door opening of revelation, one revelation after another revelation after another revelation. And um, I want to make it clear that we're not discussing anything that's really that's really extra-biblical, although there will be some times where, you know, in just because our cultures are so differently different than um, than they were back in these days that these words were written. So different. And, and so we have to take some uh, some privileges, I guess, trying to understand and, and trying to uh, to come to terms with some of the things that are written here. We, we don't even understand the culture completely as it was portrayed or as it is portrayed here in the word uh, because uh, we're, we're 2,000 years removed. So we're going to do the best we can to to just dig in and and discover. This is really investigative, if you will. Uh, 2020, obviously, we've come out of 2020. Today is February 2nd, and uh, it's 2021. And we're still reflecting on 2020, and we're still dealing with the repercussions of 2020. And it's um it's uh, it's left some marks it's left some scars on us and uh, i think some of us were still a little gun shy we're still processing who we are what we are as a church even um going forward coming out of 2020 and uh, obviously we've had a volatile election um we've had you know, race issues. We've had the obvious health issues with COVID nineteen. Um, there's just so much to process, so much to process, and and it's kind of I know 
I had a discussion with a group um, on Sunday night, and here's my thing is, is who are we now coming out of 2020 and going forward as a church? Who are we as believers, as disciples of Jesus? Who are we now? And I think this is real good, real questions that we need to, to ask ourselves going forward. You know, when, when 2020 began a year ago, uh, of course, you know, you have all the clever sayings that start coming out of the woodwork, you know, the prophetic and, and otherwise. 2020 is going to be the year of clarity and the year of uh, clear vision and clear dreams and clear this and that and then, you know, on and on. And um, I, I, I did believe that. I did believe that. But I didn't think it was going to be like we anticipated. And I did, <laughs> there's no way that I foresaw anything like COVID or the elections or the race riots or anything. I didn't see any of these. And I, I forgive me to call it race riots because it's not just about riots, um, but the race issues uh, that we've had to come to, to terms with. I mean, just very real. And um, it really lent, I really be- believed that um, 2020 was going to create clearer vision, but really clearer vision of who we are. It, it's, I really, I, and I went to the scriptures, I went to what Jesus talked about in, uh, in Matthew, in Matthew uh, 7, where he said, hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see what clearly, right? You'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. And so that whole scripture, obviously, you know, we always reflect on the plank. You know, take the plank out of your own eye before you remove the speck from your brother's eye. And but but the whole thing that Jesus, I. Th- I think wants us to get to is the ability to see clearly. We have to be able to see clearly. And it's not just a matter of being able to judge others clearly. It's not it, but even see ourselves clearly. If we're going to see the world clearly, we first have to see ourselves clearly. And 2020, I believe this. And I said this in the beginning of 2020, that this is the opportunity for us to see ourselves clearly. And um, I hope with everything that went on in the last year, in all of 2020, from beginning to end, I hope we were not so distracted with all the events that we missed seeing ourselves clearly. There was a lot of wood being pulled out of eyes. I hope. (laughs) Maybe not. I'd like to think that we all were really examining, and not to be so introspective, but, but really dealing with ourselves. And I'll tell you, you know, one of the things that we are seeing that we're having to deal with, uh, that is the prophetic. And, you know, uh, the church that I pastor, we're, we're a prophetic church. Yes, we are. No apologies there. 
And um, yeah, I heard from the the prophets a lot, uh, inside and outside of our of our uh, church, our gathering. And it uh, it you know obviously reflected on the uh, the elections. And so the elections came and went, and well, here we are. Joe Biden is the president, and that just kind of flies in the face of all of the prophetic words that we've received. Now, I will say this, and please hear me out, is I don't necessarily blame the prophetic or the prophets for, you know, for either getting it wrong or, uh, or the events that happened or, or whatever. You know, I, I heard a lot from the prophets, and they said, you know, Donald Trump was going to serve in a, uh, a second term. Well, there was many that just said that. But then the interpretation of that prophetic word said it's going to be consecutive. Well, I heard from a lot of different prophets that said that, that made no mention of it being a consecutive second term. No mention. <clears throat> but the, interpret, the interpreters of the prophetic word, they said, oh, yeah, it's going to be a second term. I think we need to work on our interpretation skills. You know, uh, throughout biblical history, there's proof positive that we are terrible, terrible at interpreting the prophetic word. All you have to do is look look at all the scriptures, look at all the, the prophetic words about the Messiah coming in the Old Testament. Well, you tell me, when you get to the New Testament, how many of them figured that the Messiah was going to look, was going to look a certain way and he didn't come about that way. He didn't come on the scene the way they expected. They all expected him to take over the Roman government and bring Israel back. And he would he would uh, sit on the throne. That's what their expecting expect, expectations were. But that didn't happen. See, they they had a bad interpretation of the prophetic word. Think about the book of Revelation. The, the, the book of Revelation is one big, fat old prophetic word of what's coming. Now, how many people have botched the interpretation of that book? How many people have botched the second coming of Jesus? Because their interpretation of the prophetic was absolutely wrong. I just think we need to get better at uh, at our interpretation skills. You know, I, I've long been a, a, I, I've studied the the gift of speaking in tongues for a very long time, and one of the things that we we don't get right. I'm sorry if you really look at it, First Corinthians chapter fourteen. If you really look at it, we don't get the interpretation of tongues right. A lot of times we've heard, and I don't even know if people are doing this anymore. I mean, it used to be back in the 90s, 80s, you know, you'd, you'd hear tongues spoken out in church and somebody would interpret. And uh, 
you know, usually it's it's a prophetic word. It's a prophetic word to the church. But I don't know how that can be. Because 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2 says, He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. I mean, plain and simple. There it is. There it is. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to who? Mankind. People. Prophecy speaks to people. Speaking in tongues speaks to God. That means the interpretation should speak to God. It's just 2 plus 2 equals 4. I mean, it's just that simple. How we got into this idea that the interpretation of speaking in tongues or tongues can be prophetic, which speaks to men, I I don't know. I don't know. See, we pick up on these trends, and we just go for it. And then when we start examining the scriptures, all of a sudden it's like, this is con- confusing because what I'm reading here is not what I'm seeing in the church. How many of us have experienced that? What I'm reading in the Word is not what I'm experiencing in my church. I, I truly believe we're in a season where the Word, the Word itself is illuminating. The, the word itself is going to come to light, and we're going to go, wait a minute, I never realized this before. I've always taken this verse to mean, and see, we take this verse to mean, and we don't take the whole chapter to mean. We don't take the context. You know, you've, you've heard that before. We're coming to back to a place of really understanding the word, the depths of the word, and when I talked about um, that were so far removed from the culture of the the days that the word was written, we're starting to get some understanding of those cultures, whether from archaeological digs or historical finds. Um, but these things are starting to come to light, and I'm glad. I'm glad because we'll not only understand the context of of the chapters and the books that are in the Word, but we'll understand the context of the times. And I think this is really important. We understand the context of the times. Why did they say the things that they said? I mean, it doesn't make sense to people who are 2,000 years removed. But we need to understand. There's great podcasts out there where you can learn some of this stuff, like Bema, and uh, the Naked Bible, Michael Heiser. I mean, these are some excellent podcasts that you can um, listen to. That's not our intent. We're not. That's not what we're going to. Although we will talk about it with our panel that we have and uh, our discussions that we'll have. We'll have Tisha Adkins, who is very smart, um, has a teacher's heart. Chad Snyder and uh, Sherry Colvin, my wife, uh, will all be discussing. The elements of there's more. And we're going to dive into some of these backgrounds. Um, we have an apostle, we have an evangelist, we have a prophet, and we have a teacher at this. I, I guess we're missing one one more. Um, we need a pastor. But I also kind of double as the pastor, too. So apostolic, pastoral, that's me. But these are the things we're going to be talking about. And I think we need to 
bring out these things. That's what I'm talking about is there's more. There's more means that we're missing some things or that there's some things that we haven't seen or there's things about God's character that we haven't reflected on before or understood before. And there's some things about us that God wants to reveal about us, about our calling, about us internally. I mean, David said it himself, you desire truth within the inward parts. What does that mean? You, God wants us to understand us. There's more about us. There's more about him. There's more about this calling that we have into this world. There's more about being a disciple of Jesus. If you think it's just cut and dry, you're missing out on a whole bunch. And I don't want you to miss out on anything. Not anything. And that's where we're going to go. That's where we're going to go. I, I may have skirted, skirted around a whole bunch of things and probably didn't talk about what I really was going to talk about, but um, I didn't want to keep this too long. I just wanted to, to, to put you in the know of what this is all about. And we're going to be getting started pretty soon here. I hope you'll join us for every episode. The talks will be good, engaging, um, maybe controversial. <laughs> maybe we'll have some arguments. Who knows? Who knows? We're open to it all, though. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, there's more.